Thank you, sir. Well, welcome everybody from me and the children and the teenagers uh, today with It's Remembrance Sunday. And we're remembering uh, people who have suffered, suffered in life. So uh, try and listen to me a bit, boys, whilst you do that as well. And uh, teenagers, in your little sheets, you've got John 11. That's what we're learning about today. Now, this is Remembrance Sunday. Armistice uh, Day is on, teenagers, you know, the 11th of November. And today is known as Remembrance Sunday. It marks the end of World War One, which ended at a certain time of day, 11 a.m., on the 11th day of the 11th month, in 1918 and we've had a two-minute silence to remember not just that war but all the people that have fought and died in wars since so that would include lots world war ii the falklands the gulf war afghan iraq bosnia and we remember boys and girls how brave soldiers were to lay down their life for their friends something that jesus said you can't get higher than that when it comes to love Jesus laid down his life, and we've got heroes that we know in our family trees that have laid down their lives. But, children, teenagers, and adults, we are today to do more than just remember people that have died in the war. We are to be not just remembering it, but helpful on planet Earth going forward. Because the reason there are wars, and it happens in the playground, children, it's the same thing that happens in the playground that happens when you grow up and... Countries start fighting each other. People fall out with each other. And church is to be part of something that brings change. So the teenagers in the room, you're going to see girls or boys fighting, cheating, answering back to the teacher. My boys will see that already in the staff, not in the staff room. You shouldn't be in the staff room unless you've been sent there. Um, in the playground... Like, here's a question for you to start with, uh, for the youngsters and the old ones. If you see two people fighting, what are you going to do to help them stop fighting? What are you going to do? Teenagers, think about that. What are you going to do, so not just so they stop fighting, but then they become friends? What are you going to do? What can you do? You, you see your friends fighting in the playground, a punch is thrown. What are you going to do? Um, I read a poem this week, and it said this. The wars we mark as long ago are close to home. They're all we know. What do you think about that? There are some people listening at home and here who didn't skip out of bed today because they're at war with something. It still happens today. Another person or social worries, or domestic wars, or falling out with people, or a war against illness and death, which is what Lazarus uh, was facing in this one. So we all got to ask, for those of us who aren't particularly on cloud nine, how can we help to get the world that we long for? Or if you're good at English, the world for which we long. Perhaps we should have 
Put it like that. So the children have done Lazarus. They finished the Lazarus. Wow, that's amazing. They've done a picture of Lazarus who had a fight against illness and death. And that's a type of war. And they were brought back to life. He was brought back to life. And can I grab one? Can I have the one with the red heart? Look at this. This is why I love this one. Thank you. There's Lazarus. There he is. He, he had a battle against death. But here's his heart that Jesus helped with. So, there you are, Joe. Thanks for that. Remember that in a minute. Because we want people's hearts to change so they don't keep fighting. I don't know why you've got on this afternoon. But you can't make rules and expect everybody to suddenly become warm inside and go, yeah, I'm going to follow your rules. It lasts, what, five minutes? What we want in church is hearts changed. Now, I'm going to say something that some of you might disagree with. Some of you might not. Some wars need to have been fought. Others shouldn't have been fought. And they've done more damage than good. Do I get a nod for that generally? Some wars you shouldn't. And what we've tried to do is go into a place, send in an army, and say, right, become like us and it'll all work out all right. But what we find is, unless the hearts are changed with people in conflict and war in the playground, at home, at the dinner table, in the staff room, or if it's country to country, the rules don't change anything. And as we knew a few uh, months ago in Afghanistan, if you have a group of people that believe in something, a cause, and their hearts are in it, they can tackle vast armies of just military occupation. And this is what we want to tap into this morning. Can things really change? Um, here's a question for you as you listen. The children and teenagers can think about this one too. We're in the West, and we're quite comfortable. Did you have a comfortable night's sleep, generally? Have you got comfortable clothes on? Food in the fridge? But, do anybody, and my friend asked this recently, does anybody really believe in what we stand for? Like, do you really passionately believe in the current state of this country. And so when we go to other countries and we say, be like us, all right, we're comfortable, but do we have anything to believe in anymore? And say, this is worth life and death. Look, I know there are great things in our lives, but do we believe in something like we used to? One of my friends wrote this. In the West, where we are at the moment, and there's lots of wars going on and we're trying to like bringing democracy. But we've also got this. Now, I don't know if you'll find this an unfair categorization. But we have the worship of greed and materialism. Have you found that in the, in the West, where we are? What about like the commercialization of bodies? Because we hear about the slave trades still going on. That's in the West. What about this? We teach at the moment that hoarding treasures on earth is a virtue instead of seeking the ones to come. So wealth is all that there is. We teach children that there's nothing more to life anymore than career, fame, and money. Because we've drifted from the divine. And I don't know if anybody really believes that. And I don't know if we're better off 
in some ways. So for church members, from the youngest to the oldest, for governments to listen to us and our friends to come to Park End and be part of something bigger, we have to ask, what's the hope as we remember today? What's the answer? Well, there's one person who stands in the tides of history against corruption, hatred, certain types of wars, cheating, lying, stealing, greed. So he needs to be considered. One person who really warms the hearts of people. Not just gives rules, but says, follow me. I'll warm you and then you'll get why I've got uh, rules. Children, if mum and daddy give you, or gran, or teachers give you a rule, you won't really want to follow them unless you love mummy and daddy or if you think your teachers are great. And Jesus Christ comes on the scene. He goes, I know how to change the world. Get to know me and then do what I say. Okay? And all that said, for the second bit, we're just going to look at a life that Jesus changed on a little level and how it affects people on the big level. Now, children, listen to this. In the story, there was a man, and his name began with an L. Do you remember who it was? Lazarus. Brilliant. Wizkid. Here's chapter 11, verse 1. Now, a man called Lazarus was sick, so he was ill. And Jesus loved Lazarus. Listen to these verses again. Jesus loved uh, Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So there's a little family. Oh, he loved them. He loves them. Then, some sad news. What happens to Lazarus in the story? Children or teenagers, you figure that out? Verse 14, Lazarus gets sick and Lazarus dies. This is the sign language for dies. Dies. In the grave. Dies. That's a war. Nod your head if you're sick of feeling ill. Yep, some of you are giving a nod. In the brain, in your back. Another doctor's report. This one didn't go too well. That's another war. What's Jesus going to do about it? Well, verse 17, listen to this, children. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. And what's really interesting is, Jesus left it a while before he went. Jesus could have made him well, but he left a while and he died. Because sometimes, adults, Jesus lets us go through difficulties and wars because he has a bigger picture in mind. And if you meet a Christian, they'll say, I'm going to keep trusting, on, trusting in him in this difficult time because he's done enough to win my trust. I know he's about the big picture. He's going to sort out the big, big war that I'm a part of. And Mary and Martha, they're really sad that their brother have died. And in verse 21, they go up to Jesus and Martha says, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Um, and then the end of the story, verse 23 and 24, listen to this bit. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. And Martha goes, I know he'll rise again on the last day of the big resurrection. 
So Jesus says to the sisters of Lazarus who have been crying children, don't worry, he'll be back. And the sister goes, well, I know he'll be back one day in the future because children and teenagers, you'll be glad to know this when you're really hurting in life sometimes. There's a day coming that Jesus is going to remake the whole world and remake your body and give it back to you for the people who love him. The church. And in that war, in that new world, you're never going to cry again. That's the world that we long for. That is the world that these people who gave their lives up really wanted. In that world to come, we don't hurt each other anymore. You don't scrape your knee. You don't get cancer. You don't let other people down. There's real, lasting, permanent forgiveness and healing. And that's coming for everybody who trusts in the Lord God. And Martha goes, I know that's happening one day. And Jesus, just to prove that he's in charge of that world and to follow him is the way to go, he does a little miracle with little Lazarus along the way so that we all, right now, fall in love with Jesus and go, I need him. If he's going to sort that out, I'm with him. So he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. And listen to these verses, 43 and 44. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice to the man who'd been dead for four days, Come out! And the dead man came out. And his hands and feet were wrapped in strips of living and the cloth around his face. And Jesus said, Take off your grave clothes. Come forth. My friends, Jesus Christ is not just in the business of fixing our bodies. And that's very good news. But he's also in the business of reviving people's hearts. Which is why the children have drawn a nice little heart on Lazarus. You see, Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. He would have been a man of peace inside. Sins forgiven. And Jesus just... Bring that home would have resuscitated and rev- well not resuscitated because he was dead revived his heart and then his body sorted later as well but it's the heart first the inner me the real me my character I'm becoming a man of or woman of peace as I follow Jesus I hate people less I'm causing less wars myself because it's not just rules for me I love this man. He saved me, and so I'm going to treat my staff member better, my child better, or if you're in school, my teacher better. He's changing my heart. He made Lazarus a man of peace and then fixed his body as well. And that's what he's going to do for everyone. And if we believe in that cause, and Jesus sorts our warring hearts out, you'd be amazed how much we're going to transform this part of Cardiff and beyond. One poet called Jesus a walking, talking armistice. He just heals people. He fixes them. And I'm going to close with this. Jesus Christ explains why there's wars that we think about today. And he would probably be cancelled in today's culture for saying it. And certainly the people who think Jesus is just meek and mild, they've got a problem with this verse. Here's why there's wars at all. Are you ready? Mark chapter 7 verse 21. Jesus says, From within us 
out of the hearts of men, in the playground, in the office, or country to country, proceed evil thoughts. Thefts and murder and adulteries and wickedness and wanting what other people have all of the time and sensuality and envy and pride and foolishness it comes from within. And so Jesus fought the war of wars to end the cause of wars as he hung on a tree in the place of sinners on Calvary and said that stuff that's in us I will take that to the pit. And if you follow me this morning, you will have a new heart and your bodies will one day follow as well. So there we are. The story of Lazarus, children, teenagers and people who are warring and remember the loved ones we've lost in wars. Jesus fixed Lazarus' body but his heart his soul. He took his sins down to hell and buried it. And he gives people a new heart. And our bodies will one day follow as well. And no political or educational system will warm our hearts to real change other than the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.